from St. Joseph, Missouri, here is Travis Lee Hartman. Two-niner. Did I hear a Alpha. niner? <laughs> Did I hear a niner in there? This is the latest episode of Wayne In with Travis Hartman. I am B-Money, the producer, Brandon Waters. That over there is Weekend Trav, a.k.a. Travis Hartman. Hi. What's up, brother? How are you today? I'm doing well. You're probably doing a little bit better because uh, your Packers won. We can get to that in a minute. Uh, first and foremost, let's thank our media partners, TH Boxing, Gulfstream Financial, IF Enterprises. Thank you, as always, for your media support. Mm-hmm. Now that we have that other way we can travel, let's talk. Yes, sir. Let's talk about stuff. First and foremost, how was your weekend? It was solid. Got to, um, we went down to West Palm Beach, Jupiter, mm-hmm. and Irina's father turned the big 6-0, which is what my dad is as well, 60 years old. So we went down there and had a nice little uh, get-together Friday and Saturday night. Great. I drove back up here because we had to record the podcast. Well, so I had to come back to, to Orlando. This is not a job. <laughs> this is fun for us. It's dedication, though. you got to be dedicated to so what you do. did you come back solo? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. All right. I, dro- I drove separately and hey, everything. Hey, batch that. Yeah, we're going to, what are we going to do after this? Well, she'll be home later. Probably not. I got <laughs> to I gotta go to sleep. I can't handle that stuff. Um, so weekend Trav, we, uh, we're, we're in the weekend time frame, three-day weekend. To those listening or watching on Monday, Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, we, I don't say that in jest. I think it's a very important holiday for our country and, and just in recognition of uh, racial injustices that we've had to work through for decades. And I think uh, the way Dr. King did it in a peaceful manner was uh, uh, really the prototype and what I wish we would see more of nowadays. But we don't want to get into all that today. We don't want to get into a political rant today. Because True. frankly, I'm tired of being shadow banned. We can try. I'll, I'm so over that word. I'll be happy if I never have to hear that ever word again. Ever have to again. say shadow man? <laughs> yeah. So um, let's, let's go ahead and jump to the, the most fun part of the segment first, or of, of our episode first, the segment. Yes, sir. We, we can, can travel. Look at this. I think in all of our glory, I think our lighting might be set up very well today, and we can see get everything. that get everything. Pepto-Bismol pink coming through. <laughs> this is the flamingos coming in hot. Now, we know why, you know why flamingos are pink. Yes, sir. Let me, let, me, let me tell you. Wait, 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 wait. Why are they pink? Why are they pink? Mm, I know this. It has to do with what they eat because they're actually uh, naturally white. It's algae. It's the algae they eat. It's no. the shrimp, actually. It's the it's shrimp. Eating, okay. Eat, they, some, that's yeah. part of the, uh, the brine and all that stuff that they eat. It, it makes them pink. They're actually born white. Albino flamingos. Yeah. So interesting. Which is going to show you it doesn't matter what color you are, pink or white. He was born white, he was turned born, pink. Turned pink. He can, well, I don't know. I don't even know what the analogy is. So, episode 29, folks, for those uh, keeping track at home, if you have not yet subscribed, uh, please do so. If you're following on YouTube or anywhere else, just hit a, whatever the subscribe button is for the medium of choice. Do so. And even on YouTube, they have the bell icon. Go ahead and hit that, too, to be notified every time we update the episodes for the podcast, every time we do a new vlog which Ooh, we've done two yes. of those so far. We're going to do more of those interviews in this corner. And then uh, we do other stuff, right? Yeah, we'll do, well, like the, we do the fight nights as well. Night, like we go behind the scenes yeah. of some of the boxers that I train because I train some pro boxers as well. So we do behind the scenes that, which was really cool. You did some really good job, producer. You well, produced thanks. a very good um, Dallas, Texas trip. Dallas was a lot of fun. So I hope we do more of that because it was, number one, when my, when my spouse is on board with the, with the trip like that. Love it. Uh, it you know, happy wife, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. For those listening, if, if that's all you take away from this episode, episode 29, Wayne and Travis Hartman, is happy wife, happy life. I heard a new one too. Job solved. What is that? Happy spouse, happy house. Hmm. Okay. So I got some wisdom this weekend that's from right, myself. That's right. Couples Listen, has been married for 30 and 40 years. I can't remember who gave me this, this a little bit of wisdom one day. It was many years ago. But sometimes, we can Trav, you just got to swallow the turd. <laughs> And you just got to move forward. What's best for the household? Sounds really crappy. Hey, <laughs> hey. I'm All getting right. the dad jokes already, bro. Like I'm going to be amazing. Once. Maybe that'll be new, the new segment. It's the dad joke of the week. Um, so like we can Trav, we are kind of in a lull of boxing. I know there's some sprinkling of news and things and rumors and everything like that. Yeah. 
Um, maybe we touch on some of that stuff. And then for, for those watching at home, I want to, uh, or listening at home, I want to get into the softer side Ooh. of the podcast. Ooh. Let's get to know We Can Travel a little bit. Not We Can Travel, because I think a lot of folks that are following us here, you know, they, they remember you or friends of yours from way back when, Missouri days, things along oh, those yeah. lines, have followed your fight career up to this point, but maybe are a little disconnected and, and would like to get in touch with who you are now. This is true. I think I've grown and evolved. So yeah, I think, so. I, think so, I definitely am. So I think we'll get to that. Uh, but let's let's touch on some of the boxing stuff going on, or at least what's rumored to be going on, and uh, we'll uh, go from there. So without further ado, I've already talked way too much past my time frame. Weekend Trav, what are we weighing in on today? I think straight from the horse's mouth, which is Eddie Hearn. He is he is claiming that Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury is a done deal. They've already agreed in principle to the finances, which is always the hardest part. And now they're they're just trying to settle where they're going to have the fight out. They're, he said probably the Middle East, but he's not sure. And they're working on the TV rights and all of that. But I think it's great news because that's the biggest fight in the heavyweight division right now. It's been the it's been the biggest heavyweight fight honestly for for some time now because they're both from England, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua. So the fact that they've Hearn, gotten right? together and, and Eddie Hearn yeah. with DAZN, so that's what's big is Eddie Hearn started DAZN and Matchroom Boxing. That's who promotes Anthony Joshua. Uh, MTK Global, who we actually know a little bit about by the way, mm. V Money. They're the ones who uh, the Campbells were telling us about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's who is. We know some that's the guy that is uh, or the the team that is behind uh, Tyson Fury. So. The fact that they made a deal, which is which is pretty cool, and the fight's going to be over in the Middle East, they're saying. Uh, but it's not signed, but Eddie Hearn said it's completely done. The finances are done. They're literally just working on television. So I think that it's done. I think that fight's happening. Now the next thing they're going to do is they're going to announce a date. And he said two things, though. He said the finances are done, and then he also made a mention of the rematch will for sure be in England. So I'm like, there's going to be a rematch. So we're getting two fantastic fights win or lose we're going to get a rematch and i think that's fair i think no matter who wins that fight or how they win that fight they're both that good that i want to see a rematch for dang sure yeah yeah i think uh for them to just work out the numbers not just for the one but also the preliminary numbers for a rematch that's yeah that's pretty big so that just means they've been talking for quite some time and that's good that that means both of these top guys won the fight yeah tyson fury came out openly and was like dude i want the fight and most fighters will say that and then behind the scenes you'll see the promoter just kind of wiggle out of fights and overprice themselves but this time it's clear both guys are being honest anthony joshua i want to fight tyson fury tyson fury i want to fight anthony joshua guess what the fight's happening so what i like to say though is errol spence terence crawford take take a page from their book right now make it happen if you two want to fight it can happen because these are two mega giants and they made it happen well once again who actually needs to take the page out of that playbook yeah, Bob Arum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and every everyone and their mother is critical of this guy. Yet, you know, he's he is who he is. So, um, it's crazy that you brought up Bob Arum too, because I just watched an Instagram live of Keith Thurman. Oh my gosh! Straight. I mean, he was name calling Bob Arum. I mean, he was swearing, cussing up a storm. And to be fair, though, most of the stuff that Keith was saying was not wrong. No. He, he actually was spot on with a lot. He's actually echoed a lot of things we've talked about about Bob Arum, how all Bob Arum's great fighters leave him. All of his good fighters leave him, then they become great. Yeah. So there's something to be said about that. Did he, in, during his Facebook Live, did he answer any questions about his uh, hairline? He did didn't, not. Didn't he, uh, didn't he I think recently? He sh- yes, he, well, he mentioned didn't it. Ellie, Ellie put something up there on YouTube. I think then he, like, he had to shave it because it was like, Le- he did. it was LeBroning. It was cont- continuously well, see, going back. He used to have like, dreads yeah, and like yeah. longer hair right and finally he shaved it all completely and now yes um his his forehead looks a little more pronounced than normal okay, you know and when they time. when they salute when they salute him he salutes like this time, time <laughs> catches us all i guess it's pain. like he ain't got a full head he got a five head, five head well, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking keith yeah Calm down. but, but joking. i'm not joking the five head remark is kind of funny because back in the day so in my college days, we had like the whole, we're, we were not good people back then. I was a frat guy. We <laughs> well, had nicknames, we had nicknames for everybody. We had, 
one day I was sitting in class with my buddy, uh, his, his nickname was Easy, and my buddy Ray, Ray Underwood. Easy. Eric Larson, he actually, he's a very professional uh, pharmacist now, close to us in St. Cloud. So, oh, wow. Uh, private, privately owned practice. I don't know the name of it, but I'm going to find out, and we'll mention it on the show one time. Um, but him and a good buddy of mine, Ray Underwood, we sat in the back of one class because it was so boring, and we just took, pulled out a piece of paper and started writing every nickname we had for everybody. Oh, you just made a list. A list. You guys are rotten. And it was like three pages front and back, two columns, and we just had nicknames. We just kept coming. We're like, oh my gosh, yeah, that person, that person. That's cold-blooded, bro. Like five heads, one That's of cold-blooded. Them. Uh, there was one girl we called the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown because one time, one time her sorority shirt was like an orange shirt for some reason for like an event, and she was not a small girl. She was a big girl, and she put that big old orange shirt on, and we're like, that's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. <laughs> In this... Did you crush her? No. Did you crush her heart when you said that to her? Well, a lot of these names were crush behind their backs. their ego? Behind backs. Oh, so you guys were even worse. You couldn't even say it to their faces. Well, with one, we called her Nichols. I think I mentioned this on a prior episode. And we did call it to her to her face because her face looked like she got hit with a sock full of nickels. Oh, my gosh. Wow. We're, Once again, I used we're to be getting, a very bad person. Are we not only, we're not only getting shadow banned. We're getting banned by every rights, activist rights group out there. Listen. Hashtag me too. Listen, I'm not uh, proud of those days completely. Partially. <laughs> yeah, I think you are. But not completely. I think you're a little bit. This is, okay, we it's behind you. Let's it's behind back. you. Let's go back. So uh, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua looking like a done deal. Middle yep. East, who knows when during the year yet. They're trying to figure that out. I'm going to call it right now. Hashtag King of England. Like it. I like Boom. it. I like it. If you're listening, any of you important people listening, hashtag that King of England. These two guys are going for it. It's good. That's a good one. They're going to be king of the world as well, but king of England for sure because they're both that's, – that's it's really rare too to see two guys that are that massive from the same country. So that's why it's kind of special, and that's why this fight – oh, my gosh. The, my, is my geography correct in saying king of England rather than like king of UK or whatever? No, nah, you can say England. It I mean, it's better. London, England. It you could say – I mean, the UK – the UK, though, is – not just England. The it's UK is Scotland. Yes, and so and all that. so England was correct because they're both from England. Okay. So King you're England. you're okay for there. Okay. So it works. That one works. Okay. Uh, but it's a big fight, and I mean it's a big fight. It's a big fight on the global scene, though. It's not a big fight just in England. It's a big fight everywhere, and that's why, that's when you know it's a huge fight is because the first fight is going to be in the Middle East, so they know that people are going to tune in. The rematch, holy crap! They're going to have to have a soccer stadium that holds over a hundred thousand people. Because they will 100% sell that out. You mean out. something like Wembley Stadium? Yeah. They will 100% yeah. sell that out. Yeah. Easily. Like, I'm, I'm telling you right now, for a fact, I don't care who wins that fight or how they win that first fight, the rematch, they will 100% sell out a massive arena. I'm, I'm guessing like 100,000. I think they did like 80 or 90,000 when Anthony Joshua fought uh, Klitschko. Hmm. So, and I think it was similar when um, Tyson Fury fought Klitschko. So I know they're going to sell out. A hundred percent. Not only are they going to sell out, they're going to sell out a massive arena. Not just like a 40,000-seat arena. I'm talking like a 100,000-seat arena. They're going to sell it out. Now, that's also assuming that our conditions are a little bit better in the world and they're able to do so. That would be the second fight. So I think they're almost hedging themselves on that anyways. Getting that many yeah. people in, hopefully. They're figuring it's the end of the year. Could be a year from now anyways. If the first one's in six months, maybe they do it six months after that. So yeah. 12 months total. Um, hopefully by then. I think we'll see two fights in 2021. I think uh, when we get past Wednesday, you're going to start seeing less and less mass protocol anyways. This is true. Or what's, peop- people... What's, or, what's Wednesday, Brandon? Or, or economies starting to open up and that sort of what's thing. What's Wednesday, B-Money? It doesn't matter. We're not getting into it. Um, <laughs> anywho. We all know what Wednesday so, is. Yeah, I know. But, but they tune into us for this. Okay. And for shenanigans. But, but sometimes... And the, for your shirt. Weekend draft. What? What? I think, I think the folks don't want to listen to political rants currently. I know. I'm just saying I that want a break from it. I, I, I do too. And I'm just saying I'm seriously still a little bit out of breath from doing the, the Facebook Live and I punched the bag. I okay. think I'm still tired. So for those that did not tune into Facebook Live, did you do that on your personal or the uh, – I did. Okay. And I'll share it on the page as well. Okay. So follow our uh, Facebook page, Wayne in with Travis Hartman. You'll get the video link to it. And so just the typical thing. We like to do a Facebook Live prior to, uh, to recording this. And then from there, we, uh, we obviously record. And we dive so, into it all. So what, what did you have to do there, Weekend Trav? 
Um, we had one of the listeners, Rick Raven, he asked me if I put the gloves on and punch the bag for a little bit. And I was like, nah, man. I was like, I can't do that right now. Like, no way. He's like, do it bare knuckle. And I was like, I can't, definitely can't do it bare knuckle. I'll definitely hurt my hands. But uh, so he talked me into it. So at the very end of the uh, Facebook Live, I put the gloves on, my American flag gloves, America. America. And I came over here, B-Money held the bag, and I wailed on the bag for a good 10 to 15 seconds. I went nuts. I was hitting that bag hard and fast, and it took a while for me to catch my breath. He, yeah. But I didn't warm up. Come on. There was no warm-up. There was no stretching. So I was out of breath. It went zero Quite to 100 real quick. It did. Um, it and yes. Six to midnight fast. So take a look at that video post because you can see he is out of breath. I had to, go, I had to close the Facebook Live. Yeah, he had to finish it out. Producer had to come do some, some work. And I don't like doing that. <laughs> so, all right. So that's the, that's the big fight, or big fights, I should say, because it looks like there's two of them lined up. That's the only thing on the scene really right now. Yeah, there's other stuff, little things here and there, but we have plenty of time to talk about that in the coming weeks, uh, episode 30, 31, 32, yada, yada, yada. So what we wanted to do here, let's, let's first of all highlight here what we're drinking. We have this, um, we're doing another flavored bourbon, uh, wild turkey. Uh, everyone knows wild turkey for the for the most part. We're doing the American honey, America, America, uh, a flavor of this. So um, you know what? I'm actually liking this. This is just a nice day for it. Perfect. It's pretty chilly outside. It's a good flavor. It's it's a nice long weekend. Easy for, to go down. That, yeah, that's what she said. It's did she? Mm. <laughs> I love you. Not my problem. He says, mm. "Not my problem." <laughs> um, it's very good. It's not bad. I I, I rate both of but, the Jack Daniels honey and the American honey. I'm rating them high. We got. They've been my favorite. We forgot to rate last week. We did. All right. We, let's let's rate last week and this week. So last week was the Jack honey. Yeah. I like this one better. Um, I actually originally first drank this first. Jack honey. I'm gonna go six nine. 6.9. Boxing gloves out of 10. Jack Daniels Honey, I am going to go much higher. Okay. I'm going to go at 8.0. Whoa. I got to do the math there where you can try. Goodness gracious. 14.9. Uh, 7. 7.4.5. No? Come on. Yeah. No? Oh, that'd be 15. 11. 7.4, like, two. 7.425. Jeez. Stop, stop throwing numbers <laughs> at me. Here. I'll do it right now. 14. I'll, I'll get the calculator. 14.9. 7.45. 7.45. That's what I said. That was what I said first. Whatever. See? I'm not that silly. All right. Now, fresh in your mind, American honey. And that might be the... That's probably why I scored the JD honey so low is because it's not fresh in my mind right now. Fair. Because I've been... Uh, what was I drinking... During the week, I got that one bottle of uh, the High West rye that we had over at Hagen O'Reilly's to okay. end out, to close yep. out. So I have that in my house right now. You liked it that much? That's good. I do, yeah. Um, I liked it better there, but I don't know. Talk about it later. So this, um, this American Honey from, once again, Wild Turkey, I like it a little better. I just... What's I'm more of a Okay, I'm more of a purist with these things. The flavored ones are nice. Um, they, they serve their purpose in the moment, I guess, but I'm not going to rate them as high as just a very good bourbon, plain bourbon or plain rye. So I'm going to rate this higher than the JD honey. I'm going to give this a 7.2, um, because I could see myself continuing to drink it. It's not one of those where it's a novelty and you have one and you're like, Oh, that's good. That's good enough. You could repeat this one. Yeah. It's not like the stupid, uh, screwball we had the one time, that peanut butter thing. Not a big fan. No, that was nasty. Openly. Did not like that one. So I'm going higher again. I'm going to give this one like an 8.2. Wow. Okay. So I said 7.2 and you said 8.2. Yep. That should be easy 15, math. 15.4. 15.4. 7.4. 7.4. 7.4. 7.4. 7.4. 7.4. 7.4. 7.4. 7.4. 7.4. 7.4. 7.4. 7.4. 7.4. 7.4. 7.4. 7.4. 7.
divided by 2. 7, 7. 77. Good yeah. numbers. They're lucky numbers. 7.7. 7. I didn't even do that on purpose. All right. So uh, there we have it. That is the Wild Turkey American Honey. We're going to keep drinking it, but we're just going to talk here. Because you turn into a podcast to hear guys or gals or whoever just talking about whatever it is that they're talking about. And you know what? I mentioned at the onset of this that, you know, maybe one just want to chat with you and, and get to know what's going on with you currently. If, if you've been following our episodes or just communicating with us in whatever fashion it is, you know what's going on. I get that. But I think it's good to do this just solo too. Like strip everything else back. You know, there's boxing stuff going on, but, you know, we're kind of in the middle of some big stuff. This is a good time to really catch up on life and whatnot. So I think most of the listeners, or, or some of the listeners, I should say, know you from the past. They know you growing up, Missouri, following your career, following you on whatever it's Facebook, whatever else. But, but maybe don't grasp who you are today, right? You know, so let's, let's get to that. And this is, uh, this is where it's the lumping it on me to do more of the Q&A with you, which is fine with me. Uh, but we can trap Travis Hartman. You're going to peel back some peel back some stuff, are You're you? You're an onion, and I'm peeling back right. the layers. I'm going to so, do, do my best here. So I think sometimes, I think... I this isn't scripted, by the no, way. No, it's not. I don't know what he's going to ask. And, and I'm, and, now that he's saying all this, I'm a little worried, but And by the way, my I'm notes. To it. My notes is what I've been scribbling while we've been talking. Nothing, no questions. I have nothing. I have fight news pulled up on mine, so... I got nothing. In fact, straight in, up. In fact, I'm doing that. I got you as well. So we can travel. I don't know if a lot of folks that are listening are aware of why you're even here why are you in florida like you had a long career you're doing a lot of stuff in missouri um i believe you were you know working you know in a gym or or, or a facility out there anyways what actually led you here to florida so i had a boxing gym there for almost eight years i was also a sports journalist for the saint joseph news press which is actually a, a it's a, the town is population 75,000, but I think they had something like a 30,000 subscriber readership or whatever you want to call that for the newspaper place. So it's a pretty big place. So I worked there for four years, had my boxing gym there for almost eight. Um, and I'm from there. You know, I'm, I'm from a little town about 20 miles away from St. Joe, but uh, that's my hometown, home area. And I don't know what it was. I woke up one day, I think I was about 28 years old, and I was like, I think I want something different. So I just started looking around, and I uh, found Mike Sawyer, ironically enough, on my Facebook page, and I seen that he owned a gym called LA Boxing in Orlando. So I just reached out to him. We just started talking back and forth, and he was like, hey, man, he's like, I'm looking for a general manager. You know, would that be something that you're interested in? And I'd already actually reached out before him, reached out to this place called South Beach Boxing in Miami. So I was on this little journey at 20 years old at a crossroads, and I was like, I'm going to drive from Missouri to Miami and see what this job is all about. And in the process of wanting to do that, I saw Mike Sawyer. So I was like, you know what? He's in Orlando. So that's on my way to Miami. So I reached out to um, Mike and I was like, Mike, I'm about to go down there to interview for a job and uh, in South Beach. And he's like, dude, he's like, you should stop by here. He's like, I'm looking for a general manager. He's like, you know what? Just come by, check out the place. Yeah, you like it. So... I went by there and B Money's over here taking selfies. And so I, uh, I told Mike, I was like, you know what? I was like, I'll stop by. It's on my, literally, if you know, if you got your map out, Orlando is Central Florida, Miami, South Florida. So I was coming through already. Came through. I stopped and uh, actually ended up staying at his house for like two or three days. Stayed actually longer than I was going to stay originally. And liked the gym. And if anybody knows Mike Sawyer, he sold it to me really well. He oversold it. Well, he's a listen. Mike's, he's a salesman. Mike's a good person, and you know what? He has. Do you actually he has mean vision. What you just said he has vision. He has vision. Okay, and a lot of times when people have vision, they they don't really think about how to connect the dots to the vision. They need other people to do that. Yeah, and that's okay. There's just, nothing wrong with that. I just yeah. don't think he's had the right people uh, with him to help propel vision. So long story short, I, yeah. st- I came through. Um, I'm 28 years old. It was awesome. I ended up staying like three days. And I planned one day. Stayed like three days. And I told him. He offered me the job there. Mm-hmm. And I told him. I was like, listen. I, go, I was originally going down to Miami. So I, I can't tell you yes or no yet because I'm going down there still. Went down there. It was awesome. But if anybody knows South Beach, Miami, it's just a little too much for this Missouri boy. I'm 28. I was past my party stage. And South Beach was 
South Beach. Mm-hmm. So you, mm-hmm. it is what you think it is. It's, it's awesome. It's nice. Uh, they were paying a lot. But I came back through. I even stopped on my way back through. I stopped in Orlando again. Saw him. I was like, hey, I'm gonna, I got to go home. I, went back, I drove back to Missouri. I thought the whole way. You want to know something crazy? People, I told Irina this too. I drove home from Florida to Missouri, and I did not turn the radio on one time. I was not even kidding. We're talking about 20 plus hours of when you pure know silence. That's when you know you're processing. You're and thinking. it was, and that was literally the best time of my life. I was by myself, and I drove up across the country. I mean, it's literally, it's like a 20 some hour drive straight through. Yep. And I made that drive without one time turning the radio on. Still to this day, I'm like, people are like, no way. I'm like, and I wasn't on my phone either. I was driving and that's it, man. Mm-hmm. I was just enjoying the scenery. This is what, eight, nine years ago. So we're looking at what, 2012? 2012, 2013, somewhere in that time frame. So I was, I don't know, man, I was just enjoying it. I was literally, nowadays it's hard to think about that because people got their hand, their head in their phones and all this other stuff. Even yeah. when they're driving, their head's in their phone. But I was just enjoying this beautiful country because I was driving across most of the country, half of the country at least, from Florida to Missouri. So I got to drive through some really cool, beautiful places. I got to think a lot, man, because... I was in this town, Osborne, Missouri, for 28 years, Brandon. Yeah. My whole life. Yeah. Literally, my whole entire life. Like, I was there. I, granted, I turned pro when I was 20. I traveled the world in that process as well, but I always came back to Osborne. Mm. I always had a house there. We always, I always stayed there, stayed there. So this was a tough decision for me to get out of my shell, get out of my comfort zone. And that's what now, now that I've done it, it's been, you know, eight or nine years now, mm-hmm. I tell everybody, it sucked, man. I made that move, and honestly, there's bumps in the road still. So when I finally decided to make that move, you know, I told Mike, I said, I need to sleep on it. Gave me a couple of weeks. I finally gave him the decision. I was like, I think I'm going to do it. I shut my gym down, mm. which sucked because mm-hmm. I, had, I had little kids there that I trained from eight years old to like 12 years old now. Yeah. So making that decision, not only to move my small town, to shut this gym down where I was helping little kids that were it's underprivileged kids, I charged $25 a month to train at my gym, Yeah, $25 a month. So I was helping a lot of people that honestly probably couldn't originally afford that stuff. And it was really cool. But, uh, so I made the decision, man, to, to move from my little small town, Osborne, Missouri population 400. That's where I lived my entire life. Now I'm coming to Orlando, Florida. Big difference. Yeah. I came here and it, it wasn't what I was expecting. I was here for about six months, and it was just, I'm still friends with Mike Sawyer. Of course. But we had major differences of opinions and differences of where the business is going to go. And I was a general manager, and I was, I wanted to do it this way. You know, I'd already had my gym, successful gym, for, you know, eight plus years. Mm -hmm. So it didn't work out. We parted on good ways, you know, and I ended up leaving that job. But there were so many times, B-Money, that I was sitting there in my apartment by myself thinking, did I make the right decision? Sure. I was comfortable in Osborne. And that's the key word that I, I want everybody to, to really self-evaluate. I was comfortable. Yeah. I wasn't growing. I wasn't evolving. I was comfortable in my little small bubble of Osborne, Missouri. I was, I was going to, to my gym. I was going to my news press where I was working at the time, and I was coming home doing nothing. But in those circumstances, you, never had, you were never put in a position to question it. Yep. And that has to do with the comfort zone deal. I think you being in the Orlando area at that point, even though it wasn't working out right, but to be in a situation to where you had to challenge yourself, was this right? If it's not right, what now? Yep. And con- to me, it's constantly advancing the ball, right? It's, uh, it's no longer just you're settled and that's just okay. You're yep. just doing okay. You're always wanting to pursue something greater or better or whatever it is. Adversity comes, you work through it. What do you learn from it? You grow, you move on, yeah. that sort of thing. Don't burn bridges. That's the other thing. Yeah, and I mean, and easily, and I've actually had friends that have conversations with me all the time about making those big moves and should they do it, what happens, or the friends that made the big moves and went through some trying times. And honestly, be money there was many times that I was just like, six months went by, seven months went by, and I was like, I'm going to go back home. Yeah. I literally, that, I'm like, this obviously didn't work out, and I, 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 Gave my two weeks notice and him. I resigned in good nature, all that stuff. We were all good. And I was just like, what am I going to do now? 
And at this time, I was a professional boxer at the time still too, so money wasn't really um, at the forefront because I was making money. So when I retired from that, it was fine. Because, or when I resigned from the gym, it was fine because I was still making money being a professional boxer. Sure. And being a professional boxer, you can go anywhere and do that. So it didn't matter where I necessarily lived. So I was like, you know what? Irina was professional tennis player at the time. I was like, I'm going to go with her. So I'm not kidding. For about a year and a half, I traveled with her. We went to Australia. We went to uh, New Zealand. We went to China. We went to uh, Japan. We went to, I mean, any, England, everywhere you can think of. But here's, here's the kicker, though. It's, I didn't just go. It, this wasn't like this little freelance vacation. It was more, it was, and this is how I work because you know me by now too. I'm always wanting more. Mm. I'm, I'm not, since I, but since I got out of that comfort zone of being in Osborne, Missouri, I've always wanted more and more. And then I get something, I want it again, 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 and just keep going. So I want to keep progressing. And when I um, resigned from that job in Orlando and I decided, um, I ended up leaving, buying out my lease at the apartment that I was at. I put my stuff in storage for two years. And I'm not kidding. I didn't have a home for two years. I traveled and I learned what I really wanted. I helped her in the process as well because you know, we're both into fitness and things like that. So I helped her a lot on the road as well. And both she, professional athletes. And she actually, to this day, because she hasn't played for about a year now, but to this day, she achieved her highest ever tennis ranking in the world when we were traveling in that two years. She's never hit that again. She ain't hit it before. So I think it helped her. And it also helped me come to the conclusion of really what I was wanting to do. And fast forward, we did that for about two years. And I learned that I love to travel. That was cool, mm-hmm. but it was also exhausting. 30 some weeks out of the year, we were in a hotel or an airport every week. Yeah. So let me, so let me pause you right there. Cause if you did not actually take the position in Florida and you were in Osborne still with the gym, whatever else, would you have been in the same position to go with her across the world, see the world in all these circumstances, meet, you know, you've already met a ton of cool people in your world and whatever else, but do you think that you would have still chosen to do that if you would have stayed in Osborne the whole time no and I was I'd been I was already with her I was I was dating her probably eight months while I lived in Missouri so for a fact no I wouldn't have and that's why listen when I moved to Orlando it didn't work out and it was really crappy I mean that was probably in one of the most stressful times of my life that six months that I worked there with Mike sure it was it was one of the most stressful times of my life it was something that I was uncomfortable with because it was just, I was out of my comfort zone big right. time, and it was, it was multiple things. I was outside of my comfort zone. Me and Mike, our personalities, whatever it is, they just they didn't mesh. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't work well. Yeah. You know, I think maybe both of us were I, – I think Mike is an alpha type of personality, and so am I. And at the end of the day, it really clashed because I'm like, I know what I'm doing. And he's like, I know what I'm doing. And yeah. therefore, there wasn't a middle ground there. Right. But to, to – for your story or to, to kind of like fast forward a little bit i i didn't just give up when i hit a little hurdle i didn't just quit when i hit that little hurdle i could have literally tucked my tail between my legs and ran home because missouri's always going to be there my small town's always going to be there and right. that's kind of something my dad always told me he was like go for it trav he's like because literally your family everybody that's there they're going to be there when you get back if you ever decide to come back it's always going to be there like Osborne's not leaving and going anywhere. He's like, so why not just go for it and give it a try? And so like, I mean, that's, that's what I did, but, but you're see, right. But see, it was a high risk choice and the high reward might not have been in the moment or might not have been in the short term, but the long term. now that you can look backwards mm-hmm. on it, backwards several years from now, you could see the perspective is, yeah. wow, I did all this stuff. I was able to do these things. Now, I mean, obviously now where you're at currently, but if you did not actually make that decision to come here to the Orlando area, yeah. you might still be in Osmer, which isn't bad. Okay, no, I don't want to say. I love the I do, and yeah. You know that. I, I, I don't, don't wanna, talk bad on Osmer because no, I love it. I love it. I not think one day I might be back there, sure. honestly, by choice for sure. But I think one day I probably might. Sure. I don't know. So we don't, we don't want to say that, oh, yeah, small town living is, you know, this is much better. It's no, no, no. But for your story, you had so many opportunities come to fruition because of that one choice, which in the moment yep. felt poor for like yeah, six did. months. It did. But now looking back, 
that opened the doors to all these other things too. So let me let me ask you because I, I know you had mentioned like Irina, obviously. Uh, give me some perspective there. When, like, when did you all meet? How did? You, what's that story? Oh my goodness, that is a long one. But just real fast on that story about coming to Orlando, the six months there was terrible. I learned really fast to not regret that decision at all because it's what made me who I am today, and that's what everybody needs to know. Correct. That everybody's journey. You're not, you're not going to make all the right decisions. You're not. I promise you. You're just not. You're going to have bumps in the road, and it's going to be how bad do you want it? How much more uncomfortable do you want to get? Because every single thing that you go through molds you into who you are today. We all have our own journey, and I tell everybody this. My journey is not your journey, so don't try to be like I did. It's, your journey is just going to be different. However, however it is, it's just different. Every once in a while, we're on the connecting flight together. But we not we, our destinations are different. Yep. So we might be traveling together for a short period of time, and that's okay. Um, so yeah, you're right. You that, build through adversity. Adversity doesn't define a person. It's how you uh, respond to it. Yep. It's how you respond to it. It's well, what's the old saying? It's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get back up. Uh, that was Rocky talking to his son exactly. in Balboa. Exactly. And it's but it's so profound and true. It's just. You know, we all get knocked down. I don't care who you are. Even the greats get knocked down. And we just seen a boxing match where the kid got knocked down hard and he got back up and he won. Yeah. So, I mean, in life, that's what it's about. It's about getting knocked down and it's not staying down. You can never fail until you quit. And that's exactly never quit, period. No matter what it is, never quit. And you can never fail. If you never quit, you'll never fail. So, so let's talk about never failing. Let's talk about... The Irina story a bit. Uh, we don't have to get one. all the details, but I, I actually don't no, know. If, a good one. I don't know if I know this. How did you all meet? How did that come about? So yeah, that's a really good one. This is, it's boxing related too, kind of. So I lived in Missouri, obviously, in my little small town, Osborne, Missouri, population four hundred. I love to throw it out there, but at a boxing gym in St. Joe, Missouri, and I was working at the newspaper there in St. Joe, and. I'd been there for a couple of years, but I was the low man on the totem pole, meaning a tennis tournament came to town. It was called the Noise Tennis Noise Tennis Complex, something. It was at the Noise Tennis Complex, and I, uh, I was sent to cover her for, she was in college at Georgia Tech. She was, I think she was 20 years old. She was in college at Georgia Tech. She came and played this, it's like a semi-pro tournament because, so when you're in college playing tennis, you can actually play in pro tournaments and still be amateur and still be eligible. I saw and still be eligible to play. Um, so college players can play pro tournaments and go back and still play college. You're allowed to do that. So if you go, if you go play a, a pro tournament, the money that you receive from that, you have to prove that it cost you that much money to get there and flights and food and all that stuff. So you, you get to keep, you know, you can't profit off of it right. is what they say. So anyway, long story short, Irina, Phenomenal. She went to Georgia Tech, Division One, All-American, number one in the, in the nation for two years in a row, all this stuff. I didn't know that at the time, but so she's coming to play in a tournament. And I was sent to cover tennis, something I'd never covered before, be money. I don't even know how to score tennis. I'm not even, and I, they sent me there at the newspaper to cover it. Didn't even know how to score it. I'm yeah. here Googling how do you score tennis, and I'm writing a story about it. But I know, I know love is zero, right? Yes, okay. yes. 40 love, yes, and then yes. zero. Yes, okay. that's right. So I'm just 30 kidding. Love, I know yeah. a little more. I know more than yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, so they sent me to cover this girl named Coco Vandeway, oh, okay. who, funny story, we ended up being really good friends with sure, after. Sure. But they sent me to cover Coco Vandeway because she was like this 15, 16 year old phenom, like huge heritage. The family's like in the NBA. They have gold medalists in the family. Yeah, like Kiki Vandeway. Yes, basketball player. Yeah, so, for the Nuggets. Yeah, and then they had, I think they had a, a uncle or a cousin that was a gold medalist in like volleyball and her mom, Coco's mom was like a silver medalist in swimming. I didn't know that was the, the same grandma family. was Miss America. I didn't know that was all the same family. Yes. Well, which I guess with the name like Vandeway, you should probably kind of assume yeah. they're all related. So that, we, they were sent to cover her and yeah. I was sent to cover Coco and guess who Coco played the first round of that tournament? Irina Falcone. There you go. Irina Falcone beats her. Mm-hmm. So, it was the first round. So the first round, I'm like, oh, well, I'm sent to cover Coco. Now Irina beat her. So now the story has to be focused on Irina now. So I end up covering her all week. It's like a week-long tournament, like five days. I hated it, to be, to be completely honest. <laughs> it was women's tennis. I wasn't a fan. I would never watched it before. Yep. And they're sending me here because the reason why they sent me there was nobody else wanted to cover it. 
So they send me because I was literally, they, I just got hired onto the newspaper. So they were like, Travis, you're going. I'm like, I don't want to go. They're like, well, you kind of have to. So I covered it the whole week. She ended up winning the whole thing in singles and doubles. So I covered her all week. But here's the kicker of it all. I had a girlfriend. She had a boyfriend. We covered it. I had glasses and a hat on. I don't even think she probably could pick me out of a lineup after that. But we became friends on Facebook, and I ended up sending her a link to the articles that I wrote about it. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't talk for like three years after that. Okay. Okay. Then we're talking around March of 2012. Yeah, March of 2012. She plays in this tournament. I didn't talk to her at all. We're still Facebook friends, though. Every once in a while, I'd see something pop up, but I, I didn't think anything of it. So she plays in this tournament in Indian Wells, and it's like Indian Wells qualifying or something. And I see her name. I'm still working at the newspaper, and we have this thing called the Agate Wire. Stories come across. And I'm just scrolling through it. Randomly, I see her name. She didn't – I think she was just like in the first round of qualifying. It wasn't even anything big. And I was like, I remember that girl. So I looked her up on Facebook. I found out where she was friends. I was like, okay, she didn't delete me. That's good. And I'm single now. But that's not why I contacted her. But mm-hmm. So I wrote, but listen to this story. Mm-hmm. She's going to be so mad, but I'm telling her, I don't care. I wrote on her Facebook wall where everybody could see it. It was public. I was like, hey, big time, how you doing? I just seen you did pretty good at Indian Wells. I mean, what's going on? Instead of replying so everybody can see it, she private messages me. Ooh. First slid, move. Slid into slid your DM. Move. She slid. slid into my DMs first. <laughs> so she, she knows this is accurate, but she doesn't like to throw it in there. So she slides in the DMs. We, uh, I just started coming back to boxing, too. If anybody knows the story about me, I got in a car wreck, and I was out of boxing for right. two and a half years. Well, March of 2012, I officially got the clear to come back to boxing. So I started training again and actually fought in June of 2012. So I'm back to training. I haven't had a girlfriend f- for like four or five months. I was like, I'm, I don't need girls. I'm training. I'm focused, and that's what I'm doing. Girls she didn't the, have a girl, boyfriend either. Someone once said, girls are the devil. <laughs> Who said that, the devil? Uh, no, no, Bobby Boucher's uh, mom. That's right. Yeah. So I, I'm focused on boxing, and then me and her start private messaging back and forth. And we're literally, I'm telling you, it's the most platonic ever. We're like athletes now. She's, a, she's pro now. Okay. She, she left college after two years. She left early. She was All-American, number one in the nation in, in tennis, division two, or Division one tennis, ACC. But uh, – she, she turned pro. She's pro now. She's going through that whole grind. I'm coming back to the grind. We're literally talking about fitness and like working out and what's going on, where we're going to next. That's all we talked about for like two months, two or three months straight. Mm. So it was March, April, May. May comes around. Her birthday is May 4th. May the 4th be with you. I like that. That's good. Yeah, people say that. that to her all the time. Yeah, yeah. So May 4th is her birthday, which is close to Cinco de Mayo. So that makes it easy for me to remember too. But May comes around. We've been talking nonstop every day, private messaging. And then she sends me her number as well. She made these first moves. That's when like, I, I know put it's it serious. out there. I know it's serious. She said, and this was her excuse why she gave me her number too, because I didn't ask for it. It's not that I didn't want it. I just, I don't know. We were just talking. So she sends me her. She's like, hey, I don't really get on here that much anymore. And this wasn't when Facebook was very mobile. Like it, it was just true. We're talking about 2012. That's true. That's mobile Facebook true. wasn't. So she was like, hey, I don't really get on here that much. Here's my number. You know, if you can text me. I was like, okay. So we started texting. We started texting like every day. Like multiple times during the Listen, day. Listen, that was back before unlimited text was like a yeah, real thing. Yeah, it was a big deal. And a big deal. And I'll get better to that story too because most people that are listening, it's 2021, they're not going to believe this, but like Wi-Fi wasn't prevalent no. in 2012. No. So she, it's May and she's getting ready to go over and play in the French Open and Wimbledon. So she's going to Europe for two months and we've been talking every day and she's like, hey, like I'm going to leave and like, I don't, we're not going to be able to talk that much. I was just like, oh crap. Like when she, when I got that initial feeling of like, oh wow, I was like, and I haven't told her, we talked on the phone before she's on the plane leaving and she's, I'm like, I know this sounds really weird. I was like, but I, I think I'm going to miss talking to you. And that's when it clicked that I'm not kidding. That's the moment where I was like, holy crap. I think I, I, I might like this girl. So she goes to Europe. This is when I discovered Skype. Uh-huh. So we found Skype. She could only Skype when she was at her hotel because they had Wi-Fi at the hotel, but no, not on your phone. You couldn't do it on your phone because there was no service. So we ended up Skyping for like four or five hours a day for like two months. Hold on. Hold on. Four or five hours a day? Yeah. Like in between practices, she'd come back and like Skype me. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm going to work. And there's a time difference there too, so it was kind of tough because five, six hours Think ahead. about the things in your day that you can do for four or five hours. 
I know. I was talking to a girl instead. There's not a lot that, that I, can, I can't even like think. I, I can only read for 10 to 30 minutes at a time. <laughs> I can only work out for 90 but minutes at a time. But this was so new because she's a professional tennis player. Now she's like, she's in a different yeah, country. Yeah, but we can travel. Like, I know you both very well. You can still Skype for four or five hours today to this day, yeah, right? No probably. problem. No problem. I'm not a, and that's the thing, though, too, is I don't like talking on the phone. Right. I don't know why. I just don't like talking on the phone. I never liked when girls, I had girlfriends, I didn't like calling them, nothing. But her, now I'm Skyping with her. Is this, why, is this why you don't answer my phone calls? Yeah, I don't like to talk on the phone. I know. You our, don't call me that much because I think you picked it up. Our average phone call is like 45 minutes long, but come on. Don't like picking <laughs> that up. All right, so you guys are Skyping for four or five hours. She's, she's out there. And, uh, I, you know, I know we're trying to keep the, the time consolidated, but this is very interesting. I want to keep this going. Um, it gets better. Walk me through the next stages then. You know, she's, she's in France, then in England, four or five hours a day on Skype. You're having to adjust your schedule to accordingly in order yeah, to communicate like with five her. five or six hours. I was, like, waking up at, like, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. to watch her play tennis. Interesting. I'm like, I'm like, now I'm getting into tennis because I'm like, oh my God, this is a, I know somebody now that plays tennis. This is cool. Now you're the actual tennis reporter for the St. Joe's uh, Gazette or whatever it is. Right. So keep going. St. Joseph News Press. News Press. More keep, than a Gazette. Keep talking to me. So we're Skyping. Fast forward, she's at Wimbledon in London, England, playing Wimbledon. She tells her coach, so she played the number one girl in the world, Victoria Azarenka. So Irina lost first round because this girl's really good, obviously. So Irina loses first round. She comes back. Her coach is like, hey, you know, you got two weeks off now. Like, what are you going to do? And she's like, wow, because she's not used to having any time. She's like, I think I'm going to go see this guy in Missouri. True story. She calls me up and she says, hey, I just booked a flight. I'm coming to see you tomorrow. After we've only been talking, I haven't Without seen even her. Asking. I haven't seen her in person, be money for three, almost four years. We can trap. Haven't this, seen her in person for that long. This is the book, dude. It's I'm telling you, it's a pretty, it's okay. a solid story. We're not, we're not even there yet. Still, oh my so gosh, we've only been talking now. Now we both have. The original conversations were so platonic for about three months. We literally talked to each other, got to know each other on a super platonic. I mean, like, it is, I, I it can't is emphasize not. it. It is, but it is yes. not. Yes. At the time, obviously, it built up to this, but we got to know each other, like, in the right way. Like, we didn't even see each when other face When a man face and face. a woman are talking this extensively, it might seem platonic. But once you start crossing the threshold of an hour to two hours True. to three hours... The it convos might, was platonic. The conversations are platonic, but the the wheels are, are starting to turn on the inside. I mean, there was a bond obviously being formed that we didn't realize. Correct. Like, correct. Maybe, she did, maybe she did because she's a little genius, but an, I wasn't thinking an that. evil genius. Yes. So. Okay. So lo- all the way, she's in England. She calls me up. She's like, hey, can you pick me up at the airport tomorrow? I, I go, huh? Froze. Because I'm not kidding. I haven't seen her in almost four years. We, even though we've Skyped video... Still, you don't know. Like, you don't know what it's going to be like in person. Like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Like, oh my gosh. And then and, she's like. And it's calling your bluff a little bit because yeah. at that point she knows what you've told her is, yeah. listen, yeah, I'm, I'm training. I, I'm, I'm getting building up for this fight or whatever. I'm single. You know, my mind's clear. So now it's calling your bluff. Yeah. Like, she called it hard. Yeah. What if Weekend Trav was a, was a big liar, which he's not. But what if? He has some stuff going on already. Would have, would have been scary. Yeah. You're flying in that. You get in the little propeller plane, flying, <laughs> flying into St. Joe's, not knowing if Kansas the, City. They flew oh, into Kansas I wasn't City. Oh, sure. Okay. And then having to take a, a bus? I don't know. What. I wouldn't pick her up. Oh, okay. It's only, it's only a 50-minute drive to okay. the airport, so it's not okay. crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. I know it's not But back, it is in the middle of nowhere. Backwoods. It is in the middle of nowhere, but it's only a 50-minute drive to the airport. So she calls me up, and then after she made the decision, booked a flight, She's literally flying from London, England to Osborne, Missouri, population 400. Okay. Nice. Let that register. Crazy. I'm like, oh, yeah, come. Sure. This will be awesome. Then she calls, or she, yeah, she calls me. She just landed in Chicago. That was her, her, uh, connecting flight. And the Chicago flight to Kansas City is only like an hour and 15. So that's when it really ramped up. I'm like, oh, but let me throw you another curveball for her. I wasn't going to see my dad for like a while because he was traveling for work now. So I was like, hey, I already told her she knew, but I was like, hey, I'm picking up from the airport. We're going to have dinner with my dad. She met my dad 
off of a flight from London, England. And it's literally the second time that she's met you. Yeah, in person in like four years. This is a crazy story, man. The fact that we're still here right now to this day, it's crazy. But so we, I pick her up. I miss the exit to go to this restaurant. She thinks I'm lost. And like, I'm not lost. I'm, I knew that I missed the exit. So she's like, oh my God, this guy, like what the heck's wrong with him? So I finally, I turn around and get the exit. This is the funniest story because my dad still tells the story. Irina still tells the story. I'm going to tell it to you now. Good. I want to hear Hopefully you laugh. So my dad, he's never met her, obviously, ever. So he knows that she's coming in. He knows pretty much the story. And his girlfriend's with him, too. So we're having dinner with my dad and his girlfriend. So we get there. And I see my dad. I haven't seen him for a while. I give him a hug. I'm like, ah, oh, I love you, Pops. And you know my dad's my best friend. So sure. He goes to, Irina goes in for the hug for him. And he literally goes like this welcome to our country what and he started bowing why <laughs> why why is he doing that because she was coming from england i don't know he thought it was funny Irina is mortified mortified like she didn't say i, I couldn't tell at the time because i'm like what are you doing dad i didn't look at her i was looking at him like I'm like what are you doing most guys that we tell the story to start laughing, but most of the girls go, and their jaw drops. So my dad said, welcome to this. So she couldn't Did tell. Did he think she was from somewhere else? Well, that's, well, no, he knew she was from here, but he was saying it because she was coming from England. But she took it as, you racist son of a gun, I'm from America. Because she's born in Ecuador, so she thought he was saying, like, he's being stupid. But he wasn't. He was like, he came from England, so... Anyway, he does that. That's the first time she's met him, mind you. The very first time after she flew in from London that night. She flew in, picked her up, went to have dinner. So that happened. We sit down. And this is the funny story, too, because we're at a Mexican restaurant, a really good Mexican restaurant, actually, in, in Kansas City. And Irina orders salmon at a Mexican restaurant. All right. For those listening and watching at home, I'm quarter Mexican. We don't cook salmon. We don't. We don't. We're also in a landlocked state. Correct. Missouri. I mean, maybe, maybe the Mexicans on the coast, they, they cook fish often. Maybe. Fish tacos is an American thing. It's not, it's not a Mexican thing. Oh, wow. So, this, so she orders salmon. At a Mexican restaurant. So immediately when I heard her order that, I was like, wow, this girl is really nervous. And I can see her. I'm, like, we're sitting, she's sitting beside me. My dad's across the table. And, like, I can just tell off the whole, welcome to our country. And then I, I noticed that she ordered salmon at a Mexican restaurant in a landlocked state. And I'm just, like, I looked at her. I put my hand on her leg. And I was, like, hey, you okay? And, like, she'll tell the story. She's, like, <sighs> she's like, as soon as she did that, she was, like, I was just, like, I'm good now. And then the night went well. We had the dinner. She found out my dad was funny. Like, really funny. If you met sure. my dad, you know this. He's a funny guy, so she wasn't offended. She figured out now that she wasn't offended, but she was at first. So take her home to my house. Mind you, she's staying with me. This was another predicament that I was in. It was a three-bedroom house, so she was going to have her own bedroom. Mm -hmm. But I was like, she's staying for a week. For the kids listening at home? But truthfully, we really did, though. Yeah. So I was staying for, she was staying for a week. But in my mind, being money, I'm like, I haven't seen this girl in four years. I just committed to her being here for a week. What if it didn't work out? Yeah. What if like our in-person chemistry was not there, which easily can happen. I'm sure there's a lot to do in St. Joe's. <laughs> we were, she lived in, she, I was in Osborne at the time. We did, so this is another funny story. She lands, she gets there. I got her bed made up for her and everything. Did, another did room. the folks of Osborne like lay out a parade? They didn't know she was coming. <laughs> she gets up the next morning and goes for a run and she comes back to the house and she was like, I just saw cows for the very first time down the street. And I was just like, oh, yeah, we're, we're in Osborne. Like, there's yeah, cows literally like yeah, a couple yeah. blocks away. She was like, yeah, I've never really seen that before. No one, no one pulled out a shotgun or anything? No, luckily. Outsider running around? Luckily, they didn't. So they, it was, okay. yeah, it was a little crazy for sure. But so long story short, um, I ended up, I officially asked her to be my girlfriend on July 1st. 2012. Was that the so, same trip or no? Or was she was in town or that was a later was, time? Nope, that was the London trip. So when she came Okay, to so hold on. Because I'm going to stop you there. Uh-oh. Because this is interesting. Okay. And I, 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 I need a cliffhanger. Okay? So she, she was with you in Osborne. Mm -hmm. The trip goes good. Mm -hmm. Goes well, I should say. 
And she's here at the end of June into she's the July 4th. She spent the July okay, 4th with so, us. Okay, so walk me through the end of the trip, and then we're going to stop the, the story there. And then I think we might carry that into another episode. Ooh, I like it. All right. So, so, so walk me through the, 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 uh, the trip and the end of the trip for her and how, you got, how she leaves. So the trip goes well. I, July 1st, I asked her officially. I was like, hey, will you be my girlfriend? Like, officially, let's make this official. And, oh, my gosh, you know what? I skipped so much. I, sk- I skipped a really big part, actually. Okay, go back and tell us. I skipped a big part. Okay, yeah. So she... January, March, April, probably April of that 2012 we met, or we started talking again in March, probably April, she played a tennis match in the finals and lost the finals, so she had a few drinks um, at a bar, Mm -hmm. and she sends me this message on Facebook and says, hey, what do you think we should, do you think it'd be funny if we got in a fake Facebook relationship? I'd only been talking to her for like a month, mind you, Okay. I didn't respond for like three days to her because I was like, who is this crazy person? And like, I'm like, what? But part of you was also intrigued. It was, but at first <laughs> I, was, I was like, this girl's crazy. But a couple of days go by and I was just like, I was like, I'm gonna throw people for a curveball because nobody knew who she was mm-hmm. at all. None of my friends knew who she was. They didn't even know we were talking. Because I'm like a very private guy as well with a lot of stuff. Like mm-hmm. people don't know who I'm talking to 90% of the time because like I just don't put it out there. So I was like, two days go by and I'm like, I message her back and I go, yeah, let's do it. It's fake though, right? She's like, yeah, yeah. Because we were just friends, literally. I'm telling you. But she she was an evil genius, maybe. Maybe she thought more. But I was like, I go, it's fake for sure. I was like, because I was I was literally I was single. I was talking to other people. I was single. But I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, let's, she's going to be like, she's going to blow everybody's mind. It's going to blow everybody's mind on my side because they're like, who the hell is Irina Falcone? So it's, it's kind of like when you're looking at a land purchase and you're like, I'm going to put a bid in. The bid's in, the realtors know, the realtors can work with that, but the bid and the, the offer's in, right? That's what it is. So, so we can trap. You think she was starting a bidding war? With no one, evidently. <laughs> There's no other person on the other side. So um, I, I don't want to take away from that element of the story. Uh, let, let's let's kind of put the bow on the visit to Osborne. We're going to yep. then stop the story and bring it back up. Maybe next week, depending on the news cycle. Yeah. But let's let's wrap up There's the Osborne. There's a lot more to this still. Oh, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Because here we are in 2021, and you guys are here, and... Here we are. So, so Osborne. So Story, July 1st, July 1st, I asked her to be my girlfriend. She said yes. My birthday is July 2nd. Smart Travis. I will never forget that day because it's one day before my birthday. So I always know our anniversary. Maybe you are the it's evil genius. It's amazing. Perfect. So I know yep. this. So this year will be nine years. July 1st will be nine years. But uh, so we end up leaving. She was going to play world team tennis in like Boston, New York. And this is how, this is actually not, this is a true cliffhanger because this is how it happened. She said, hey, I don't know when we're going to see each other again. I'm going to Boston. I'm going to be traveling the world. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like you're my girlfriend now and I really like you. And what are we going to do now? And that's literally, she left. And we spent an amazing week together and boom. Now I'm like, what the hell is going to happen now? And if, you, and if you want to hear the rest of the story, you tune in to episode 30. It gets good, I promise. Of Wayne In with Travis Hartman. That will be next week. Thank you for sharing all that. That was actually very good. It's like for me, I'm sitting back and I don't know all a this stuff. A lot of people don't know that story. I know yeah. you guys and I don't yeah. know this stuff. A lot of people don't because it's a long story. So I love this. Um, and you know what? Maybe she'll listen finally to hear your side of her story. And you know what would be great? A rebuttal. I want the rebuttal. I want her on in on. this corner. Bring it on. In this corner. Deal. That's a good deal. I will interview her. I love it. Let's do it. So anyways, that was great. Thank you so much. Next week, depending on the news cycle, depending on the boxing news, we will jump back into that. Um, and we're going to wrap up right now. So for those that have been subscribing or are not, click subscribe. Uh, subscribe. Got it. Subscribe. Subscribe. Because all I'm doing right here is drinking and listening to you. Unanimous decision? Yeah. Listen, I've been drinking and listening to you the whole time. Goodness gracious. And I'm the producer. Good job, man. Thanks. Uh, Thank you so much to our media partners. 
uh, IF, I'm going to go backwards, IF Enterprises, Gulfstream Financial, and TH Boxing. If you watched our second vlog, you'll see a little bit of the sampling of what goes on in here. Uh, we posted a video of uh, Weekend Trav working with the youth. We're going to do a little bit more about some of the older folks and things like that. He is in here busting his hump every day. Tomorrow, he, I think you have nine clients coming yeah. in. Nine. Starting at 5 a.m. Starting at 5 a.m. So if you are in the Orlando area, the Lake Nona Orlando area, reach out to us. I'm sure you have. Show us some love. You have, you have an hour slot somewhere, right? Uh, yeah, on the weekend, but then weekend traffic can't come out. Weekend traffic can always come out on Sundays. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much. If you're subscribing, thank you. If you're not, hit that button because if not, now I think both of us are going to show up to your house, knock on the door. You're going to answer the door. You're going to ask us to come in. Maybe for some coffee, maybe a crumpet, maybe a treat. Tea and crumpets. And then when you're in the kitchen, actually whipping that up for us, and we're sitting there, and we're, we're looking on your internet, typing away, like, wait a minute, he doesn't subscribe? We're going to mm-hmm. subscribe for you, go to your kitchen, and then both of us simultaneously punch, punch, punch you, you in the, the stomach. stomach. That was money. That was literally money, be money. That was be money. It was. So thanks again for tuning in. Uh, let's close it. That there is... Weekend Trav. That there is B Money, a.k.a. Producer. And I didn't even have a chance or an opportunity to talk about the Packers. Go Pack Go. Actually, I'll give you some credit. And the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs won today, too. I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I'm a Missouri guy. I love to give some respect to Missouri team, so go Chiefs. I would love that Super Bowl, uh, those two teams. So anyways, thank you for tuning in. As always, God bless.